2: Presented by Kaleida Health.
3: Welcome back into One Bills Live. Maddie Glab alongside Steve Tasker. One hour down, one hour to go. And to begin our 2 o'clock hour, we would like to bring on Mike Reese, ESPN's NFL Nation Patriots reporter. He's covered the Patriots since 1997 and is a member of the Professional Football Writers of America. Mike joins us by phone. He's on with us now. Mike, thanks for taking the time to speak with us today.
4: Hey, Maddie. Hey, Steve. I was...
3: Oh, we just lost Mike, Mike for a second there. Mike, are you still there?
4: I am. Can you hear me okay? Yes, yep, there you We've go. got yeah.
3: you now. Yeah, Thanks for coming on to Chats and Bills <laughs> yeah. and Patriots.
4: Absolutely, Maddie and Steve. I was just thinking when you mentioned since 1997, I was thinking about all the trips to Orchard Park, New York, uh, over those years. And just, you know, we've talked about it in the past. Just a great rivalry, Patriots
5: and Bills. Well, it's great. It was been great for the Patriots over the last twenty years. Maybe you should. Maybe you should have come to vi- cover the Bills nineteen ninety seven. Things would have been that much different. Um, or maybe not. I don't know. But what? Give us a little insight into how you think this matchup is. The Patriots come in uh, six and five on the season, but two and one in the division. The Bills are zero and two in the division, and the Bills and over the next couple of weeks. This is a make or breaks part of the year for all of these teams. No doubt,
4: Stephen. I was going to say, I mean, lately the Bills have had the Patriots number, right, in the rivalries. So I think that's part of what makes it great, right? It goes back and forth a little bit. You know, for the Patriots, uh, I would say being around them this week, one thing that stood out to me is I feel like the the defensive players uh, feel like their pride is a little bit on the line. You know, the last two games, um, not not forcing the Bills to even have their punter, you know, come out on the field. Um, so I think, to me, that's a storyline I'm watching tomorrow night. Just, you know, can the Patriots' defense provide more resistance against Josh, um, you know, and the, and the, the Bills' offense? And I would say, you know, in terms of the Bills are favored, as they should be, I, I do wonder if this stretch catches up to them. You know, three games in 12 days all on the road, I think that's a, a big ask. You know, and so I want to see how they respond to that.
3: Yeah, I would, I would agree. I think at, at this point too, we're we're not the players, and we're even feeling this stretch of, of three games in twelve days, and and the craziness with the snowstorm and a game being moved. And so I think our team as a whole is just ready to have this put behind them and and ready to have a Sunday one o'clock game, which they will have against the Jets next week. Uh, you guys played on Thanksgiving as well. The Patriots did. Uh, they lost to the Vikings. Thirty three to twenty six, but Mac Jones, he had a performance. Three hundred and eighty-two passing yards, seventy-two percent completion percentage around that, a one nineteen passer rating. What made Mac so good against the Vikings on Thanksgiving, Mike?
4: So Maddie, he had more time, more time to throw. He got more comfortable as a result of it, and you know, we saw more plays down the field. I will say those numbers are balanced off a little bit by how the offense sort of fell off the table in the fourth quarter when it really mattered the most. Um, you know, they had a chance to win the game, couldn't pull it off, and offensively it was a big disappointment for them because um, they had the opportunities you know, to do that. And, and I would highlight one other thing, red zone offense for the Patriots. You might be surprised to hear this. They rank 31st out of 32 teams in the NFL red zone offense. They get to the 20, and it's like they cannot punch it in. And against a high-scoring team like the Bills, that's going to be hard if you have to settle for three in those situations.
5: What makes their defense tick? Because certainly this has been a, a team that has won six games on the strength of their defense because you know, their offense struggled, and it's you know, notably struggled because of the coaching change from Josh McDaniels, and now it's, it's the setup that it is now with Patricia, Joe Judge, and the uncertainty that was there in the preseason, Mac Jones in his second year, uh, this team has really been driven by their defense. What what's the strength of that defense? How does that how does that play out? It's it's the guy in the red
4: sleeve, Steve. It's Matthew Judon leads the NFL with 13 sacks, and you know just tying it into tomorrow night with Dion Dawkins not playing. You know, is that advantage Patriots? Well, it should be. But I would point out, you know, last week against the Vikings, they were without their starting left tackle. Uh, Christian Derrissau, who's a very good player, and the Patriots, um, I would say, weren't able to really turn that advantage in their favor. So when the Patriots are at their best defensively, they marry up their pass rush with the coverage. It's team defense. And Judon's usually sort of the heartbeat of that defense. When he's getting after the passer um, and creating havoc, that's usually when they have their best results.
3: Yeah, I was going to say the Patriots have been able to pressure the quarterback at at a really high rate this year because of Matthew Judon. And because of somebody like that, your secondary has more time on the back end to match up and to make moves, and that's why they've been able to take the ball away at a high rate as well. What has been the highlight? Who's been that guy in the secondary who's really allowed them to play at such a high level uh, thanks to Matt Judon, um, but also because of what they're able to offer? in the secondary because some of those guys have have been playing lights out this season
4: it's a great question and i would say jonathan jones uh cornerback who actually didn't play in any of the games last year against the bills um, due to a shoulder injury he had early last season Uh, he's been a surprise story Uh, basically you know you remember jc jackson they lose him in free agency and a big question was like who's going to replace him Jonathan Jones had been their slot corner for the most part, but they end up playing him outside this year, and he's been very good in that role. So, you know, obviously stepping up in class, um, you know, coming up with Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis, um, and last week against, Um, Justin Jefferson, you know, Jonathan Jones did struggle a little bit. So I want to see, you know, how it looks tomorrow night. But I would say Jonathan Jones is the player that people should know number 31 for the Patriots. Sort of a surprise story the way that's unfolded this year.
5: This Patriot team seems to be a lot like other Patriots teams and that really, really consistent. Certainly. Uh, they they crescendo they started out you can tell that they get their a different team from month to month as the season progresses they get better in a lot of areas unless something you know injuries happen or whatever but this team seems to be the same and one consistent thing about them is when they give up 20 points they lose when they don't give up 20 points they win uh 6 and 0 oh, when they're they hold their opponents to under 20 yard, 20 points and 0 oh and 5 when they give up 20 points or more um why is that really a threshold that is – can you put your finger on why that is?
4: So offensively, Steve, it's been like a tractor pull at times this year. You, you referenced it before, the whole coaching change. And, you know, Mac Jones was injured, um, you know, missed three games with the high ankle sprain. So that's part of it. You know, they, they want to believe that that they will be able to sort of – I guess, heighten that threshold, make it a a higher number, and maybe there are signs that's coming after this last game, as Maddie mentioned, Mac Jones' numbers against um, you know a Vikings defense that has been prone to give up some passing yards, but really it has been defense and special teams for them, and the offense complementing them. Um, Maybe it's getting Mac more comfortable. I will say this, like you mentioned building and consistency, Mac has cut down on the turnovers the last three, four games, and that has been a key. If that continues, maybe that, that number, maybe it's 24. Maybe it's 27 as they move forward.
3: Yeah, with those turnovers, what else needs to happen consistency wise with this offense to be able to put more points up on the scoreboard and, and to feel good about Mac Jones as a quarterback? I know you mentioned red zone efficiency. I checked against the Vikings, and they were 0 for 3 in the red zone. The Vikings, on the other hand, 60% in the red zone. What else needs to happen for this offense to be more consistent?
4: So, so Matty, Ra- Ramondre Stevenson, the running back, second year out of Oklahoma. It was a fourth-round pick last year, and his rate of improvement has really um, been eye-opening to Bill Belichick. He's actually mentioned that, that, you know, of all the players he's coached in his career, and we're talking 48 years now, Ramondre Stevenson would be near the top of the list in terms of players who improved at the, the, the fastest pace from when they came in like he was he was sort of benched early in his rookie season came back and now and, and what i would say is maybe the highest compliment you could get from bill belichick he said this week that ramondre stevenson is making james white level plays and you both remember james white the the reliable third down back well ramondre is a big back he can carry it on first and second down he can catch it on third down and so getting him going with the run game to support the pass game. To me, that's the easy formula to make life easier for Mac Jones.
5: What about Mac Jones' outside weapons? Who has started to emerge uh, from that group?
4: So, Devontae Parker, Steve, coming off one of his best games of the season. Big target, 6'3, 219. You know, 50 50 ball type of guy, a contested catch type of receiver. Um, Nelson Aguilar had the long touchdown, more of a speed guy. Um, So he's out there, and Jacoby Myers is the go-to guy. Like, when they need a play, it seems to me like Mac looks in Jacoby Myers' direction more than any other. And he's, you know, maybe you might call him more of an inside guy, but I would say inside-outside guy. He can line up anywhere and be effective. They also have a rookie, Taekwon Thornton, who can really run. Uh, but he's sort of faded after maybe breaking through a little bit a, a month or so ago. And Kendrick Bourne's the other slot guy. So they go five deep. At receiver and it's sort of one of those situations that depending on the week any one of them you know might become a factor depending on the way the defense sort of plays them.
3: Mike Reese of ESPN is on with us now I want to ask you another question about Mac Jones and what he's done this season Um, some of the stats show that he's improved in a lot of ways as the season has gone on especially weeks 8 through 12 but while he's improved He has also done worse against pressure since week eight. What has it been about him facing pressure from the beginning of the season maybe to now that that he's struggled with? Because uh, when he's not facing pressure, he's completed uh, 76% of his passes since week eight. When he is facing pressure since week eight, the number's down to 43%. What has the issue been there? Has it been offensive line related with with what Max has been able to or hasn't been able to do?
4: You know, Maddie, I, I'm a, I would say it's a combination. You know, at times I've watched and, and it's just been a, a pure breakdown for the offensive line. Um, but I would say other times you look and you don't see anyone open. So, you know, when I think about Tom Brady after all those years with the Patriots, like the checkdowns, right, the smart, pa- the easy passes to get, keep yourself out of trouble. Haven't seen as many of those you know, this year for the Patriots and Mac Jones. So I think offensive line, definitely part of it. But I would say, you know, sometimes you got to have guys uncovered or scheme-wise set it up where there's always an outlet, you know, for Mac to be able to get himself out of that trouble.
5: And as you see this game unfold, what do you think, if the if the Patriots were going to have to do something different than they've been doing to beat the Bills, what's it going to be? Well, I don't want to give, like, the cliche. I was thinking the
4: turnovers, which it surprised <laughs> right. me, Steve. It surprised me that the Bills were just plus one. That's a lot of giveaways
5: oh, yeah. for the Bills this oh, season. Yeah. I was
4: surprised when I saw that. Um, Patriots have the same, almost the same number. So, but let's get away from turnovers. That's sort of obvious, right? What, what do they have to do? I think they have to possess the ball on offense to protect their defense. So I'm going to be looking at time of possession because Josh and that offense, they're going to get theirs. Like, it's just too good. But if you limit their possessions and create, you know, um, I guess you'd call it a limited margin for error for them, maybe you can steal one. So that would be my thought. Possess the ball on offense to complement your defense.
3: And then, Mike, as you look around the AFC East and and just the way that this division has played this year, all teams above five hundred right now and what's at stake, what are your thoughts on on the AFC East this season and kind of what's left for these teams? I mean, we don't know what's going to happen here with the division up for grabs.
4: I think it's awesome, Maddie. You know, for so many years, it, it felt like the Patriots, it was their division, right? And now... It's super exciting. I mean, you have a Patriots team that's 6-5. and If they were in the NFC South, I mean, I think they'd be in first place, right? Uh, Here they are in last place. So to me, this is what makes it exciting. December football that matters, right? Every game matters. And I don't know how it's going to unfold. I don't know if anyone knows how it's going to unfold. And I think that's part of what makes the NFL so great.
3: All right, Mike, thank you so much for joining us here on One Bills Live. Uh, good luck covering the game on Thursday night. We hope it's an entertaining one from both teams.
4: Definitely. Always great to talk with you, Maddie. Thanks, Steve. Have a great one. Thank you, Mike.
3: All right, that was Mike Reese of ESPN. He's their NFL Nation Patriots reporter, has covered the team since the late 90s, knows, knows a lot about this team and knows about how they have dominated the, in the AFC East and yeah. and now – it has been, Even it's not, been, it's been the Bills the last couple right. of seasons, but this season, it's been up for grabs. The Bills are zero and two in the division. Patriots two and one in the division. Uh, the next three games, as as we've talked about, is very, very, very important for the Bills with their division title hopes on the yeah, line. The, the
5: Patriots have beaten the Dolphins or mm-hmm. beaten the Jets twice, lost to the Dolphins. Um, and the Bills, of course, have lost to the Jets and the Dolphins, playing only two division games, where everybody else has played more than that. The Bills getting most of their division games coming up in the next month and a half, uh, three of them coming up right now. <laughs> uh, they get a chance to get on the board in the win column in the division against the Patriots this week. or tomorrow night, and it's you know the Patriots, as you would expect, they're hard to beat.
3: Yeah, they're not just gonna. Uh,
5: they're hard to beat, especially in this division. Away easily, yeah.
3: They they've got a a good good defense. I was curious because I was you know, three AFC East games, three division games, how often has that happened for this team since Sean McDermott has taken over? It's only happened once where they've faced in three straight weeks division opponents. Uh you you see two games in a row quite a bit, uh, but you don't see three games in a row quite right. a bit. Yeah. So Yep. Uh, We've got a caller who's been hanging on the line for a while, so we want to get to you before we go to break. Let's go to Fred in Rochester who has a question about the game for us. Fred, you're on with us on One Bills Live.
4: Hi, guys. Uh, Thanks for taking the call. Um, uh, I just called a local television station here in Rochester, and the game is not being televised here. And you've got a lot of people here (laughs) who aren't real happy. Um, and that includes the television stations here. Um, I don't know. You know, we're only 60 miles away. I'm not sure what the deal is with with Prime or the NFL or who makes these decisions, but um, I can tell you that a big part of your fan base here is not real happy with what's going on.
5: Yeah, well, I, I get you, Fred, but there's not—I mean, that's a little bit above the pay grade that you're talking to right here. Um,
3: <laughs> We've got a, an answer. That's for at the you, national
5: though. level uh, you're talking about, and that ha- comes down to where, what TV market you're a part of. That means when you turn your TV on, you get your local markets. If you get the Rochester markets, you're not going to get the Bills game this week. If you get the bills, if you get the Buffalo market and the news and the and the weather and all that stuff, you are going to get the game. And what it comes down to is that a Amazon Prime paid a, literally
3: a billion,
5: billions <laughs> of dollars for the right to do that. Now you can go on, and it's pretty easy to do. You get on the app, and it, they make it pretty intuitive, particularly. And you get the free trial. You can go on and click on it, and it pops right. The picture pops right up, and you just click on that, <laughs> and that's comes right, you go on Prime Video, even if you don't have Prime Video. You this look, is
3: an Amazon Prime commercial yeah, now. Yeah,
5: you go on, you click on Amazon Prime, it comes on and it says, hey, look what you can watch on Amazon Prime. Would you like to watch Amazon Prime free uh, for a free trial? And you say, yes, and there you go. That's how you watch it. It's that simple, uh, although you're right. You can't just turn on your TV and on your regular sports channel and get it. So, um, and I get it, Fred, uh, you're, in, you're not alone in that. And it's uh, every, the times we live in, they're changing. You gotta, you gotta learn how to use electronics, um, and for old guys like me, that kind of stinks sometimes.
3: I'm LOLing at you because you just dropped the old guy and it's hard to use electronics. Uh, the game is available on the ABC affiliate in the Buffalo television market, WKBW, but not Rochester because it's considered a secondary market. So there's no local stations that were allowed to purchase rights to the game, unfortunately. So, uh, your options are for, for all my Rochester peeps. I, I'm so sorry. Um, but you can drive to Buffalo, drive to Orchard yeah. Park, watch the game with a friend. Yeah,
5: yeah, you could make the make the drive over and or, commute.
3: Or you can do the Amazon Prime thing that, that, go to somebody that who, Steve yeah, just explained. Yeah, who does explained. that, you know, yeah. all right we're going to take a break when we come back here we're going to dip more into the tweet sheet you we've got a ton of answers as to what should be the keys to victory for the bills against the patriots give us a call here 803-0550 we've got 30 minutes left in this show stick with us here one bills live we're presented by Clyde health on buffalo bills radio we're back here on one bills live maddie glab and steve tasker
1: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We've got
3: 30 minutes left in this afternoon's show. You guys will be on tomorrow. We've got a game tomorrow night. Do your days just feel extra long when yeah. you guys have to do the show and then you have the game? And then you get to do the post-game show Some, with me, which is probably going to be like midnight, Yeah, one this o'clock. isn't like
5: a, a regular well, – I don't know. It's going to be a long day tomorrow, but we get that time off between the show and the game. At least I will. Brownie's going to do the show f- this show with me from his hotel room mm-hmm. in New England. Then
3: he's going to do the pre-game a, show with me. Maybe they stay me. in
5: Providence. I don't know. And then, uh, then he does pre-game with you. Then he goes to the game, does the game, does post game. Then you and I do post game. Yeah, it's a long day. Then
3: he's flying home. It's a long day. It's going to be a long day for everybody, but we're okay yeah. with well, it. Well, it's okay. Bring if the if coffee, just, Tasker.
5: Yeah, and just give, get lug, the lug, win, lug. get the W, and nobody it's else, all cares. We care about. else cares. It's Nothing all else cares. That's all matters. we care about. Yeah, it's uh, but it is. It's a long day for everybody. <laughs> and it's. It's almost as long as those home games at one o'clock in the afternoon here on Sunday. Whew, those you got to get here early too. to be traffic. Yeah, I get here early. So do you. Mm-hmm. You get here early, right?
3: You get here early and, and go have fun for I a got couple s- hours. Yeah, I, got
5: s- I don't have anything to do till post game. Wow. So I got a couple of obligatory stops that I couple make. Two tree in the yeah, and then yeah, and <laughs> then uh, I do that. Uh, and then i watched the game from behind murph and eric
3: yep up you in the and me. radio
5: booth we yeah you and i sit together yeah when yeah, we both got our little we're surfaces on game day. yeah we're surface people we're sitting there we got all the stats in front of us and we're watch listening to the broadcast and then we do the post game live all that we're back on post
3: game live tomorrow i know it's been a, it's, it's been a, a couple, couple weeks yeah. so you guys can check us out right after the game it's going to be streaming on the app the then, website twitter and then we'll also do the same version basically but for MSG uh that will air at Yeah,
5: that's bills tonight that'll it's supposed to go at 11:30 I was going to say but, but it'll
3: probably air on Friday morning for the first time I would yeah, guess. Yeah, we won't
5: tape it until 11:30. I know. <laughs> at least. So, yeah.
3: Crazy, crazy! All right, this week's game sponsor is LeCom. LeCom, we make doctors. Let's go right back into our tweet sheet uh, that we've got. What are going to be the keys to a Bills victory over the Patriots tomorrow? Uh, we left off at West Coast Bills Mafia. Stop the run. All caps. Periods in between each yeah. word. Uh, Stop the run. Yes, the Buffalo Bills are going to have to do that. They've been better at stopping the run the last couple of games. Um, Started the season off as the number one run defense, which was so good to see for a team who has struggled against the run. Uh, Kind of got away from that, and and now they're back to doing uh, a lot better job of stopping the run. They rank seventh, allowing 105 rushing yards per game. They're really going to have to stop Ramondre Stevenson. He's their weapon on that team.
5: Yeah, and I I think stopping the run is has a ripple effect when you play this yeah. team. It puts the game in the hands of Mac Jones, um, turns your front four loose, and theoretically, and I, the way the Bills have been playing lately, third and long is a common occurrence Ugh. for this offense for this defense. Yeah,
4: um,
5: and it's I think the frustrating part about watching the Bills play these days, even though they're they're eight and three and they're you know they're they're playing really well, the frustrating part is when is when you know, they kind of do it to themselves sometimes. They'd be they'd be playing every game like they played the first two weeks of this season. They'd hang thirty one it's a thirty one to ten effort against the LA Rams and a forty one to seven effort against the Tennessee Titans. I mean nobody was even, you know, getting a hand on these guys.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, but when they start turning it over and when they start giving up the frustrating thing you gotta watch on this team's once in a while is watching them give up a third and thirteen conversion. A third and 11 it conversion. be easy and to convert. And teams are getting it on them. Uh, the frustrating way the Bills seem to be susceptible to the screen pass and can't run a screen pass of their own that's any good. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff is frustrating for, for Bills fans, but it hasn't been a detriment to their ability to win games. Um, but when you say stop the run as a key to win in this game, I think it, it goes a long way because I think this – Patriots offense has yet to prove, despite what happened against Minnesota, they have yet to prove that Mac Jones can line up and beat somebody. Sling it. Uh, we'll see if they can do that if the Bills do stop the
3: run. John says, I think it comes down to pressure on Mac Jones. He's statistically terrible against pressure and ability to keep pressure off Josh. Unfortunately, with Questenberry starting and Brown struggling and Judon having a good year, this is a tall order. Go Bills. That's a big question of this game. I think that's going to be something that's important to pay attention to when you guys are watching the game. Watch the offensive line uh, for the Bills and for the Patriots, watch what type right. of pressure both defensive lines are, are able to get on both quarterbacks. Are they sending extra people? Are they sending blitzers? What does that look like? Is is Judon able yeah. to truly pressure Josh? Is he breaking free? Um, what about some of our guys? How does Greg Rousseau look uh, when he's had a couple weeks off? How does the defensive line look without Von Miller in a game? Haven't had that yet this season. So I think, you know, you hear coaches say all the time, the trenches are so important. The trenches are so important. Trenches are going to be fun to watch this week, I think.
5: Yeah, I, I agree. And he's right. The pressure that the Bills put on Mac Jones, how fast does it happen? And how many guys does it take to get there? And the pressure that the Patriots can put on Josh Allen. Now, Josh is better under pressure than Mac Jones is statistically. Totally, totally. Even to your Even to the untrained eye, he handles it better because of his ability to get away from it and run and extend the play. And even if they – you know, you feel like there's a couple of plays if you take a still picture of it and you think – and you tell people, like, after this right here – What happens? Josh threw a touchdown <laughs> ABC. pass. ABC. Right, where he looks like he's, like he's gotten and he's not gotten. Um, that's the difference between – one of the differences between Josh Allen and Mac Jones. But those – the ability of the defensive line to pressure the opposing quarterback in this game, uh, particularly for Buffalo – Given the question marks they have at defensive end, you know, you're just getting Rousseau's back in the lineup, AJ Epines is back in the lineup finally, Vaughn's out now. What that mix and match is going to look like and the rotation is going to look like, uh... and can the Bills' offensive line without Deion Dawkins handle Matt Judon? Uh-huh. It's a big question mark for both teams.
3: Yeah. Number six from Connor says Buffalo needs a clean game with no turnovers. I 100% agree with Steve Tasker that if the Bills don't shoot themselves in the foot, they are unbeatable. Defense containing Ramondre Stevenson and forcing Mac Jones to have to beat us with his arm. Let's go Bills. Yep, comes to what you can do, comes down to what what this team can do and, and the mistakes that they can avoid making because turnovers have, have been this team's Achilles heel this season, unfortunately, with the way they've yeah, turned turn- the ball over.
5: Turnovers are the stat that has eaten up the Bills' margin of error.
3: Yeah. yeah. I think it's been I, – I also think it's been tough to see that because of how good Josh Allen was in the red zone up until this season. Like, his stats were incredible with – you know, in 67 games, he'd only turned the ball over you know, once in the red zone or something right. leading up until when he started to turn the ball over in the red zone this season. Um, but I think because he's done it before, he can get back to doing it again. And like we said, that's just something that comes with the quarterback, something that is just on the side of with Josh Allen. He's this incredible passer. He's this incredible gamer. And you don't want to take that, that gamer out of him. And because of right. that, you're sometimes going to get those turnovers where where you scratch your head and go, "Really?
5: Yeah, that's right. Uh, you got to be willing to live with a little of what goes on with Josh Allen, and uh, yeah, certainly the Bills are willing to do that. I mean, and, but this game is going to hinge on on that a lot."
3: Steve says the Bills need to slow down the Patriots' pass rush by spreading the field and getting the ball out quickly, draws, and a solid screen game. Would be nice. Would you like to see a couple screens from the Bills on offense? If what do you worked, think about yeah, that? Yeah,
5: sure. I'm all about it.
3: But,
5: <laughs> you know, we've seen it before. We haven't seen it, and I think and I brought this up the other day to brownie and I don't know. I don't know if it holds water or not. Um, I th- I was asking just kind of a hypothetical question as to whether one of the reasons the Bills can't run screens is because of the team's. Um, I don't know, um their wariness of a mobile quarterback. Uh-huh. I don't know if I've I i do not know if I can remember whether it's just me having selective memory. Like do mobile quarterbacks notoriously have trouble in the screen game uh-huh. for their teams? Do teams with mobile quarterbacks notoriously have trouble with that? Um you don't really see although I I think I think Baltimore, you see them running a screen yeah, once in a while, say right? Uh you know, Ravens. so I, I don't know that it's that. But there's something in the DNA of this team (laughs) that keeps them from having an extensive and prolific screen game. What it is, I do not know, but I – I might that's a hill I might die on saying that's not
3: in their repertoire yeah speaking of screen game and and thinking about the running backs on the bills and and what they could do in this game and, and how they could be beneficial to this offense the bills have rushed for over 160 yards in three straight games it's actually the longest active NFL streak right now a little crazy they've rushed for over 100 yards in every single game this season, they're the only team in the NFL to do that.
5: By a long shot, and
3: that's a a lot of that is on Josh Allen because he's been averaging sure. uh, over 50 rushing yards a game. But Devin Singletary has had over 70 rushing yards in the last two games in each game i think we'd love to see that consistency out of him he's had three rushing touchdowns touchdowns in the last three games no rushing touchdowns in the first eight games would be great to see naheem Hines get involved a little bit more uh... he had a great performance on special teams uh... in in the last couple games i think he's he's helped give this team good field position Um, I think he's a threat on offense with with his speed, um, with his versatility, with what he's done on on the Colts. That would be fun to see him get involved. Love the spark that we saw from James Cook uh, against the Browns. Didn't really show up against the Lions. He struggled a little bit against the Lions. But want to see some consistency out of him because I think those are a couple players, Devin, James, Naheem, that could really help Josh, could really help the offense, and, and have helped Josh yeah, You, t- this you mentioned
5: that uh, Naheem Hines had helped him on special teams with return game, had a couple of really nice returns, mm-hmm. and has been a difference maker. I, I was reading up today, and I came across something um, that, you know, Jake Bailey is the New England kicker who's been injured. He's been out for, like, this may be uh-huh. his third game out. And they replaced him with Nick Folk, the veteran. Now, they played indoors last week against the Minnesota Vikings and they had seven kickoffs because their offense scored some points. Uh, only two of those kickoffs reached the end zone, and that mm. was indoors. So it looks to me I like, like that. yeah, there may be a chance for some kickoff returns in this game. Now, the Patriots are really good at special teams, so you, you can't, like, count those right, chickens right. until you, you know, sit on them and hatch them. Uh, so the Bills – but you got to know too that the Bills are are going to have a chance to return some kicks, and they better be ready uh, to see if they can get it out past the 25 and get some positive yards on that. But they're going to have some opportunities depending on how many times they kick off.
3: Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's forecast is is looking pretty good for this game in Foxborough. I know it's raining there how, now. How
5: glad are we it's not today in Buffalo? Oh my Buffalo. gosh! Oh my gosh!
3: uh, no thank you. God.
5: People lining up two by two outside. It's so, so
3: rainy out there. Um, tomorrow, 42 degrees is your high um, in Foxborough. 25 degrees is your low. Sunny. Winds five to 10 miles mile per hour overnight. So that's what you want to see. Um, it'll be a little bit chilly out there, but it's not going to be rainy. It's not going to be snowy. <coughs>
5: as long as it's not 40 mile an hour winds. Oh
3: my gosh! When you think about weather games, ugh. That game was crazy. Yeah, it was nuts. Crazy was frustrating. Frust- very frustrating. <laughs> really None frustrating. of that tomorrow night. All right. JT says, we've got to stay disciplined and watch the turnovers. Also, wide receivers other than 14 need to start getting open more. Smoke can help with the, that eventually. His speed can stretch the field, seeing as 73 will be out, getting our starting center. Mitch back is big. Bills win 31-17. to 17. Go Bills! Do we think we'll see John Brown at all in this game? Right now he's on the practice squad. We'll, we'll see if he's activated.
5: Uh, they'll have to do that today, right? Yeah. Um,
3: Tanner Gentry has been activated the last couple games. Right.
5: Uh, I don't know that John Brown will give you a little some, give you anything more on special teams like as a cover guy. So I don't right. think so. Tanner Gentry is important because Jake Coomer has been struck, has been out with an injury. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a really good question. Uh, I think John Brown, as a veteran player, although Jake Coomer, I mean not Jake, uh, Tanner Gentry's been around for now. This is third year. Three so, years, yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say no to that.
3: Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets activated either. Do I think he's going to have a big role in the offense? This, I think it'll be week? really,
5: no. I think it'll be really interesting to see what kind of. Shape he's in, I think they'll get a handle on that. They've probably put him through his paces already to see if they can f- kind of find out. He got
3: signed off the couch, so it's right. not like he was on another team. Uh, although he
5: has been standing in shape, yes, and, yes. and he had made mention that he sent videos of himself doing that.
3: To, to Chad Hall.
5: To Chad Hall mm-hmm. and Brandon Bean. So, that's interesting. If I'll say this. If he gets elevated to the r- roster, he's in. Yeah. Now he's not, they're not going to elevate him and deactivate him. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. So keep an eye out for that.
3: Yeah. Who else do you want to see get involved in the passing game that maybe hasn't as much as we've wanted to this season? I'm think James Cook,
5: of, and I think Dawson Knox. Dawson
3: Knox is who I'm. I'd like of to too. see Dawson
5: Knox get some more opportunities. Um, I think the Patriots kind of they have a really good understanding of how to take away interior offensive players. Um, I, I, any offensive player, but I think what what you have to do when you play the Patriots, you have to count on the Patriots having a solid, rock solid plan for taking away Stefan Diggs, mm-hmm. uh, as though he he's not. You got to go into this game thinking as though he doesn't exist. You have a plan for that. Now, try and get him the ball like always, but know that they're going to have a really good plan, solid plan to take him away, and to not only that, or perhaps bait you into going to him and then picking it off, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so you got to have a plan. Uh, uh, s- all right, who else? Gabe Davis, Dawson Knox, um, James Cook. That kind of plan. Last year, remember we mentioned it. It was Isaiah McKenzie, twelve targets, eleven receptions for a buck fifty or whatever, and you know a couple of, and a touchdown or two, uh, crucial plays as well all over the field. Josh found him. That's the kind of thing you're going to see tomorrow if indeed the Bills are prolific offensively, somebody else, an other, is going to have to do it other than Diggs. Although he can contribute in different ways, they're going to do everything they can to make the Bills beat them left-handed, as it were.
3: And last week for the Bills, it was Isaiah McKenzie as well. He had six catches for 96 receiving yards, had a touchdown Stefan Diggs uh, didn't have much production in the beginning of that game, although he did come on for that final um, drive there for the 45-yard field goal that Tyler Bass kicked. That was a game winner uh, for the Bills. Came on strong in the second half of the game, finished with eight catches for 77 yards and a touchdown. That's Stefan Diggs. Was targeted 15 times, though. That's a big number. Um, So we'll see if Isaiah McKenzie can have some consistency there. I the slot is so important to Josh Allen and what Josh Allen can do, and was his security blanket, Cole Beasley was in his first couple years in the NFL. I think this offense is better when Isaiah McKenzie gets going. I think this offense is better when they have multiple people involved. Um, when you think about the victory that the Bills had over the Patriots um, in that playoff game, where they won 47 to 17. Your leading receiver, not Stephon Diggs. It was Dawson Knox. He had five catches for 89 yards and two touchdowns. I know we all remember that game. Gabe Davis also had a touchdown. Yeah. So did Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. If, jo- if maybe, the Bills can
5: protect Josh Allen, they're going to win.
3: You think we see some trickery here on offense? We haven't really seen Many trick plays on offense this year.
5: I don't. Well, they haven't been in a position where they really needed yeah. needed that, you know, kind of thing. uh... Certainly, there are certain situations where you want to try that, but, um, yeah, I I think they feel like man manning up and just let's say and let's do what we do is good enough. Yeah, um, like this this highlights we're watching here now of last year's Patriot game in Foxborough, uh, and Isaiah McKenzie splattered all over him. The thing you notice is that Josh just didn't have to run for his life at all, you know. Um, He had time to look around. and.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Modella, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
5: He was just delivering it.
3: Speaking of Josh Allen running for his life, we've got an interesting stat about how the Bills do when Josh Allen goes for over 75 rushing yards. So we're going to tell you that here after the break. Don't go anywhere. We're One Bills Live. We're presented by Kaleida Health on Buffalo Bills Radio. A couple minutes here until we are closing it out on this Wednesday afternoon. That feels like a Saturday since it's a Buffalo Bills Saturday. Uh, I told you guys I had an interesting stat about Josh Allen uh, with his rushing yards. So here it is. The Bills are 4-7 when Allen rushes for over 75 yards in a game in his career. 4-7. They're 0-4 when he has over 75 rushing yards and no rushing touchdowns. Josh has rushed rushed for over 75 yards in three of the last four games. The Bills are one and two in those games. So while it helps the team, it helps them gain yards, it helps them move down the field, I think everybody is happier when Josh isn't the leading rusher, when he doesn't go over 75 yards. How many times have we looked – at the stats, at the box score, and it's been a Bills win, and Devin Singletary has been the leading rusher, and you're like, oh, that looks good. Yeah. That's what it's I want. like
5: once this <laughs> season, right? Uh, you're right, though. When Josh runs it, it's great when he runs it, when he converts downs, makes, makes plays, but it's also better when they save him and when he runs it and he gets into the end zone. Um, that's different. When he's running and he's not getting into the end zone, that's because they're having trouble getting open and the offense is not working the way it's supposed to work, and I think that's indicative of it.
3: You want him to run because it is Josh Allen, but you don't want him to put up those types of numbers when it's hurting the team instead of helping the team. All right, on tomorrow's show, Field Yates, Scott Chandler, Steve Tasker, and Chris Brown. Right, you guys Scott are Chandler, pulling double duty.
5: played for the Bills and also yeah. for the New England Patriots. going to have him on and also Brownie's going to be in his hotel room from Providence, I guess. Where, wherever right, they right, are. Right. <laughs> All right, we'll see, yeah, 1 o'clock tomorrow, yeah.
3: Thanks for joining us on this rainy Wednesday. We'll see you tomorrow, 1 to 3.
1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.